You're listening to the Mom Mindset Podcast. As a mom, I know that you face challenges every day, but I also know that those challenges don't have to steal your joy and confidence as a parent. Each week, we'll adjust the different challenges and mindsets that moms face and show you how to overcome them so that you can thrive in every season of life. After all, you are the best mom for your child. Hey there, mom friends, and welcome back to the Mom Mindset Podcast. Today, I am so excited to have with me Jennifer Littlefleck. Jennifer uh, got her degree in molecular biology at the University of Pittsburgh and then went through this crazy transition of going from career development and transplant research to pharmaceutical sales training to creating a resume writing advice blog and finally embracing her destiny as a freelance medical writer and biology entertainment podcaster. As a full-time freelance medical writer, Jennifer has the best job in the world, and I completely agree with this, getting paid to learn. As a result, Jennifer gets many questions from friends and family, so she decided to start a fun and entertaining yet informative podcast on all the biology things you really want to know. So Jennifer, welcome to the Mom Mindset Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Um, As a mom, I do have a mom mindset, and I think about you know, all the medical stuff every single day in terms of being a mom. So um, I'm just very excited to share what I know. Yeah. Well, first of all, tell me a little bit about your family. Uh, How many kids do you have? Yes. So I have a tween boy. He is 11, going on 12, but wishing he was going on 17. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he is, um, he has a late birthday. So he's one of those where it's like every other kid has already turned 12. Their voices started to change. They've they're hitting those growth spurts and he's still waiting. So he's a little <laughs> anxious for that. Uh, but I also have a, an, an eight year old girl who, um, you know, is also going on 17. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you may have seen her. Um, I do have some podcasts that I've done with her and my son and a couple of video ones with her, but, um, she's pretty funny. Uh, She, uh, rolls her eyes when, uh, we talk about, you know, biology stuff, but you know, then she gets curious, but yeah, she's too cool for school right now. (laughs) I was going to say, what do your kids think about you knowing like so much about biology and having the podcast? Um, they, uh, for the most part could care less, you know, except uh, when their friends are around because it seems to be more interesting to their friends than it is to them. So mm-hmm. they tend to, um, play it up to their friends. Oh yeah. My mom has a podcast. She's on YouTube, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, Hey guys, let's do this topic. And, and they'll be like, um, I have plans. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I do also, um, have, a wonderfully adoring, one-of-a-kind husband. Uh, we have been together for almost, uh, well, 25 years, and we've been married for 17. Well, so. Congratulations. Thank you. That's um, a long-lasting relationship. That's wonderful. Yeah, I met him when I was 21, and, uh, you know, it's crazy how time flies, but um, I've been with him longer than without him because I'm now 46. So wow. Crazy. Um, and then there are two, um, animals in our house that basically were slaves to, that's my two snowshoe Siamese cats, Olaf and Loki. So that's my family in a nutshell. Yeah. That's awesome. You have like a nice full house there. 
Yes. Yes, we do for sure. People and animals. So uh, kind of switching gears into our topic for today, um, being a mom, especially like you're talking about, you have multiple businesses, you have a podcast, you have kids. Um, And, you know, all moms, we have our own sort of situations where we're expending a lot of energy, whether it's because we're up all night with a newborn or we're shuttling kids all over to all their practices or we're running our own business. What can moms do to really like set their bodies up to be successful and to to have the energy that they need to do all the things that moms are responsible for doing? Yeah, you know, that is one of the major things um, that I have paid attention to in my years of medical writing. And, And one of the things that I I think we do a disservice to ourselves is really not understanding where energy in the body comes from, right? Mm. So if we know how it's made and we know what uh, we need to do to our bodies to to support that, Mm -hmm. you know, the easier, easier we can do that. And unfortunately, nobody teaches that stuff. And, um, and even if you have learned it, you kind of forget it because nobody, reminds you of the easy things unless you're into that, right? So when's the last time that you went to your PCP and, you know, you got a physical and they're like, oh, okay, well, all your blood work looks great. Do you have any concerns? Okay, thanks. Bye. You mm-hmm. know, they don't say to you, you know, do you find it harder to get up at 5 a.m. than you used to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or do you find that by 11, you're like dragon? And, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, what are you doing about that? What can you do about that? Because the reality is we all are going to be there. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that I like to remind people of is their mitochondria, because that is where all the energy comes from in our body. If we didn't have functioning mitochondria, you'd be dead in in like a half a second um, because, you know, that's where everything comes from. So what I don't think people realize is, you know, we have one to 2000 mitochondria in every single cell in our body. Wow. Yeah. It's a ton, right? And, and we, and each one of those mitochondria have 17,000 different little assembly lines mm. to make energy. It's cr- it's a crazy amount because our bodies are machines. They work 24 seven. They wow. never take a break. So yeah, so we have all this mitochondria and we need um, t- to support, you know, the turnover. Each yeah. mitochondria lives like mm, about a hundred days or so. So that means that we have to keep replenishing it. And The problem is as we age, our body gets not so efficient at getting rid of the dysfunctional or the old mitochondria, Mm. right? So we start to get this like backlog. Um, I like to think of it as like, you know, when you have a really clean house or, or, (laughs) you know, you, you can easily walk through every room, no problem. Right. But once you start slacking on just like picking up the toys a little bit or, you know, Mm. the pile of shoes in front of the front door starts to get out of control. It gets hard to walk around, right? Mm -hmm. So same thing in your cells. It gets hard to um, make good energy if you start to accumulate all these like old or dysfunctioning mitochondria. But the second that you clean up your house, right? Aren't you always like, oh my God, I feel (laughs) so much better. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing. Right. So what we need to do is support our bodies in cleaning up that mitochondria that so that we can make more. And I think, um, let me check my notes here. 
yeah, we, we can make, we have the ability to make when we support our bodies, two billion mitochondria every second throughout our whole lives. Wow. So we have this ability, right? And, and our bodies can do amazing things. We just need to teach it how to become more efficient or support it. And the way to do that is through something called mitophagy and autophagy. So that's when our bodies decide to clean up themselves. Hmm. And how can we do that? Well, one of the best ways to do that is through intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big buzzword right now. Like everybody's it talking about is. that. It is. And um, I've, I've studied it a lot, especially in women, because there's not a lot of clinical studies or trials that look specifically at intermittent fasting in women. Almost mm -hmm. all the studies are done in men. And I love um, Dr. Will Cole's new book. He, it's called um, Intuitive Fasting. And mm -hmm. it's, it's really geared towards women. Um, and I can talk a, a little bit about that in a second. But let me get back to why intermittent fasting is so awesome for both mitophagy and autophagy. So mitophagy is when Inside the cell, the cell itself decides to get rid of the old and dysfunctional mitochondria and make new ones, right? Mm -hmm. Autophagy is when the cell itself gets old and needs to be replaced. Mm. And the reason why intermittent fasting helps with this process is because when you intermittent fast, you don't give the body anything to break down <laughs> or mm -hmm. store or metabolize for a long time, right? You, you've essentially given it a break mm -hmm. from food, from digestion. And so, you know, it gets kind of bored and it just starts looking around for things that it can do. And that is when the cells are relaxed enough to say, huh, okay, well, I guess since I ran out of things to digest, I'm just going to clean house a little bit. Mm. And that is one of the easiest, inexpensive, no-brainer yeah. ways to increase your energy. Wow. So there we go. Now, intermittent fasting is not for everybody. And it's not even for people like me who like to do it all the time. In women, we know that, well, we're coming to know, and I've tested this myself in several experiments, that intermittent fasting is not a good idea in the first two weeks of our cycle. Way too many hormones going on. And we need that extra energy. Um, we need that extra influx of glucose um, to uh, just to stabilize our other mm -hmm. hormones. So what can you do in the absence of intermittent fasting for that? And the other things you can do are exercise. Mm -hmm. um, it, but, you know, we're talking about moms here who probably <laughs> don't have time to exercise. And so what I like to do is um, supplement with things that I know that prompt mitophagy and autophagy mm. as well. Um, now, again, I know supplements aren't for everybody, <laughs> but I do know that, um, you know, whoever you are, there's certain things that can fit into your lifestyle. So if it's mm -hmm. not intermittent fasting, it's not, you know, exercise, maybe it's a ketogenic diet, which helps to promote um, both of those as well, because mm -hmm. it primarily uses, you know, fat um, and protein as a fuel source. Mm. The other cool one um, that most people don't realize is cold exposure does the same thing. Hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about, 
you know, <laughs> going out and freezing to death. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm literally a cold shower does the same thing. It turns on like those processes. Um, That's so easy <laughs> to fold into so a routine. E- it's so easy, but you gotta, you know, you gotta do it often. Mm-hmm. And I'm the first person to be like, what else? Uh, <laughs> the shower is my sacred place. Maybe for like the two minutes that I get to take one, it's not going to be a cold shower. So, <laughs> so yeah, I get it. So I'm going to be honest, like when I can't intermittent fast, I go to supplements and the two supplements mm. that I love the most, there's so many, uh, we could have a whole podcast on <laughs> supplements that I love. Um, one is called, it's, it, it's based on urolithin A. And it's okay. called Renewal by Pure Encapsulations. And I can um, I can send you the links to post on your podcast for all this stuff. Thanks. But urolithin A comes from the, the precursors like elagelic acid, acid, which I just call it EA for short. Mm-hmm. EA is found in like pomegranates, raspberries, walnuts, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, your gut flora, your you know your microbiome. Uh, converts EA into urolithin A. And urolithin A does an amazing amount of things in the body, one of which is it promotes mitophagy in the cell and it promotes it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why it's good to supplement with urolithin A um, is basically three reasons. One, um, it's really hard to get a decent amount through food because you know, you'd, you have to eat a ton of pomegranates and, you know, other types of, you know, the fruits that I mentioned, walnuts. Um, but most of these foods are super high in sugar. Mm. People are trying to avoid sugar, you know, or they're only in season for a certain period of time, but you just mm-hmm. have to eat a ton. Right. Yeah. So that's problem. Number one, problem. Number two is our ability to convert EA to urolithin A decreases over time as we age. So mm-hmm. that's a bummer. <laughs> so it's hard to get enough of it. And then it's hard for your body to process it super efficiently as you age. Exactly. And then mm. the third problem is that some people never have that very specific type of gut bacteria that converts it like ever mm. about 2% of the population never ever can make your A. Wow. Yeah. So Anyway, uh, the first time that I used this supplement, it was like, whoa, it was immediate. Um, and wow. I got my husband on it. He's taking it out as well. And then um, there is another supplement that I um, like, which um, makes people giggle the name of it a little bit. It's called spermidine. And the it's not sperm. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the compound um, in it was first isolated in sperm, okay. but it promotes the overall cell autophagy. Mm-hmm. So between the intracellular mitophagy and then the whole cell um, autophagy, you get this massive turnover of brand new cells, brand new mitochondria, and your energy levels just um you know, start to increase more and more and more over time. I will tell you that uh, urolithin A um, is studied a lot in cardiovascular disease because 
Heart cells are one of the few cells um, of the body that don't regenerate. And Mm -hmm. so they look for things to make the most out of the current cells that we have in the heart. Um, Mm. so that's why, you know, they really look for, you know, ways to increase cell efficiency. Um, and that's what urolithin A does very specifically. Wow. That's amazing. What, what prompted you to like go through all of this, this research on this topic? Was it like something that came out of work or your own like needs and experience, like as a mom? Yeah. So, you know, when, after I had my daughter, um, who is now eight, like I said, um, I used to be able to get up at 4.30 in the morning. I would go to my MMA class at 5 a.m. I would do like a full, you know, hour of MMA. I would come home. Everybody would still be sleeping. And then I suddenly realized that like I could not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I was just like by the middle of the day, I was just done or I was just having trouble focusing. Like I just did not have the energy that I used to. And, you know, I very specifically started learning about, um, I don't want to say alternative medicine, but I started getting into biohacking research, which, Mm -hmm. you know, for your audience who doesn't know what biohacking is, it's literally changing the environment around you to make your body more effective. Mm -hmm. Um, And there, I, I mean, I have whole podcast topics on um, the environmental effects on your body, which is what we call epigenetics these days. Mm -hmm. But um, I, you know, it took me just on this whole journey. And then also knowing just what I know about my um, medical writing from day to day, which is typically about, you know, I'm writing about full-blown disease states, you know, is a common theme, which is um, inflammation from nutritional deficiencies a lot of times, you know, and then there's the there was the one day that, um, I used to, I mean, I used to write a ton, a ton about cancer and one of the cancer pathways that I had to write about a lot was mTOR and I'm not going to get it, you know, into it here, but, um, I also started doing some anti-aging research, Mm -hmm. which is exploding as well. And what was interesting to me was the major anti-aging research focuses on the mTOR pathway as well. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what is, what is going on here? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, in one sense it's good in another sense, it's bad. Um, and, and so how do I understand, you know, what the body needs and when it needs it? And so that's, that's where I started going with all of my research stuff, you know, but, um, but there's a ton of other things that you can do as well to increase energy, um, even on the short term, and I, and sometimes it's not even energy just to get up and do things. It's mental energy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of my favorite supplements for mental energy, and, and I'll talk about this in terms of um, people pr- probably are really familiar with certain drugs like, you know, um, Ritalin, things like that, that, you know, children take a lot, but adults take it as well to focus. Um, at work. And I, I had had a trial run. A friend of mine had a trial of uh, some of it. And I, I, I 
experiment with everything. Um, somebody is, somebody wants to give me something. I want to see how it affects my body. And then I take notes and I tell people what it does to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just part of me being a biohacker. I experiment on myself all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I took some and, uh, I took like a quarter of the dose <laughs> That's recommended. And I was up till one o'clock in the morning. I never wrote more in my entire life wow. than I did that day. And I was like, wow, this is like really crazy. And I, but I couldn't go, I couldn't go to sleep, you know? And I'm like, well, how do people do this? And then what I read was that, you know, then I, on the other side of things are having to take like, you know, Ambien to come back down. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is not, this is not what I want. Yeah. So there, um, there is another supplement that I studied when I was writing content for anesthesia called methylene blue. Now it's a dye that's commonly used in lymph node, um, dissection, uh, when they are looking for the root of cancer, a lot of times, you know, breast cancer and things like that to see like how far into the lymph nodes it goes, Mm -hmm. but methylene blue also can be used systemically, uh, because it is an electron donor in the brain in a or in the brain in cells and everywhere. And so there's this great product um, that I love called um, Just Blue. <laughs> and you, it's a little lozenge. And they call them, I think, trochees. But you can put it in the upper mucosal part of your cheek and it dissolves. And it sends extra electrons right into the cells going up to your brain and um, helps them to make more ATP. Um, Because one of the things that uh, we constantly are trying to do is is get electrons to the right place, to the right type of cell um, for energy production. That's like what our body is trying to do all the time is is make energy. Um, And it works awesome. I love it. It's a, it's a very safe substance. Like I said, we use it um, for diagnostic purposes all the time. Mm-hmm. It's fun um, because you have like half of your tongue is blue for like four mm-hmm. hours, <laughs> but really it, yeah, yeah. But it gives you this very nice focus and it's mm-hmm. just for a few hours and then you're done. Um, so yeah, definitely like I'm drawing a huge blank here on the, the company name. Um, but I use it all the time. I like that as well. That's so cool. That's, that's so funny. Cause I've had like discussions with, with different people. Like for one thing, my husband will always say to me, like, are you tired? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, you're never not tired. Every time I ask you, you say you're tired. So like, this is huge for me. Like I'm like taking notes on my end so I can go and like try this stuff right away. And then also on the mental energy stuff side of things, my husband, and I will talk about like, uh, wanting to do something and just feeling like, uh, like I need like a countdown or I need something to like help launch me into this. Cause it's just taking like a lot out of me at this point in my life. And even wondering out loud, like, why is this happening? Like, how did we do what we did in college and stay up all hours? And now we're like 20, whatever. <laughs> and I it's know. hard. So what you were saying, I mean, from, I have a biology degree as well. So f- for me, it, it makes like total sense. I'm actually geeking out right now, like taking notes to stuff to, <laughs> to research on my own side of things. Um, like that's, that's an amazing way to just to work with your body in a way I didn't even know. Like I, again, biology degree, I had no idea our cells had like 
thousands of mitochondria in them. Like when you see little cell diagrams, there's like one or two. There's one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, you know, that's funny. It reminds me of something a reviewer said to me once, which, you know, reviewers are the main bane of my existence. And um, <laughs> they were like, <laughs> one time I had to, um, as a medical writer, I, I also am responsible for all of the drawings and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, typically what happens is I, I make crude drawings <laughs> and then I hand it off to a graphic designer who makes everything like super beautiful for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one reviewer one time was just looking at my crude drawing and they were like, this is not biologically factual. And I was like, I want to see you draw 2000 mitochondria. Right? <laughs> like, oh my God. I'm like, I had to like put this disclaimer on there. I'm like for illustrative purposes only. <laughs> like, you know, give me a break. But anyway, I digress. I digress. I, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, but yeah, no, no, I, there's, there's so many things. And this is like really like, like I said, like super basic things that if you just think about what is happening all the time. And our body just needs time to clean up. And whether that's through intermittent fasting, um, sleep, which I haven't actually touched on yet, um, because sleep is one of the things that also cleans out your cells. (laughs) Well, um, and one of the reasons that even though I can probably get up now again at four or five in the morning, I don't because mm-hmm. I learned that that is when my body has the most REM sleep is between four and 6 a.m. Wow. Uh, I started making sure I sleep through to 6 a.m. Um, so that uh, my body finishes its um, memory cycle, which is again, a whole nother. Is that true for everybody? Or is that something you found out like for yourself that it was at that time? Yeah, it's true for a lot of people, but your individual sleep cycle is just that it's individual. And Mm -hmm. that is why I highly recommend having some sort of sleep tracker that looks at that. I use an aura ring Mm. and Um, it's amazing. Uh, and I can tell you that, uh, I bought one for my husband as well. Um, he doesn't geek out on this stuff. Mm. Trust me. He's the skeptic in the house. It takes him a long time to come around, but certain (laughs) things, you know, crazy ideas I have, he comes around to eventually, but like his aura ring and my aura ring, our readings are very, very different. Wow. Um, I get an average of two hours of deep sleep every night. He gets like 20 minutes. Wow. Um, yes. And then, you know, just under, in, in actually your REM cycle, when it occurs, really depends on what's going on in your life right now. How stressed mm-hmm. are you? What did you eat yesterday? Mm-hmm. Did you drink alcohol? Did you not? Um, but when I'm on a pretty good run, it's like two hours from four to six, I can get it um, down, but everybody's different. And that's why I say, that's why I have my autobiology podcast, auto meaning you biology, the study of biology, study your own biology, because everybody is different. That's so cool. Yeah. But, you know, you asked me a question earlier about um, just understanding like the, the energy and, and like why sometimes you're so tired. And more recently, 
I have been experimenting with a continuous glucose monitor. Are you familiar with those? Yeah. All? Yeah, I am. I had, um, well, I didn't have it for this, but I had gestational diabetes. So I did a ton of research about that topic. So yeah. So you have something that monitors what your blood glucose level is all the time. 24 seven. Yeah. So I'm on my third week of doing it actually. And uh, let me tell you, the results have been nothing less than just astonishing to me. I could not believe uh, what I, what I've learned. So for example, the first day I had it, I, um, you know, I put it on that morning and I want to say probably, it was probably like around four o'clock in the afternoon. I went for my usual quote unquote healthy, uh, cauliflower pretzels, right? So Mm -hmm. pretzels made from cauliflower, you know, baked and blah, blah, blah. It caused such a massive glucose spike, which is not what you want (laughs) that like my app was literally like, are you okay? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, in fact, to date, those pretzels have caused more of a glucose spike than pure sugar. Wow. Now, now we're like eating this stuff thinking it's healthier for us. But the reality of the situation is you have no idea how your body is responding to particular foods. Yeah. So then I got this huge aha moment. Okay. My bet, like when I'm in my best mood, I'm happiest and I have the most energy, both like physically and mentally is between, I want to say like 830 and 1230 Mm -hmm. every day. Okay. And that is typically at the height of my intermittent fast. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, so for your listeners, what that means is that during that period of time, my brain has completely switched over from using glucose as a main energy source to ketone bodies mm-hmm. because there's no there's no glucose in my system so what my body is doing is converting fat my fat to ketone bodies and using that as fuel and your brain loves ketone bodies like mm-hmm. way even more than glucose totally mm-hmm. will choose ketone bodies over glucose anytime but then you know I always hated breaking my fast because I knew I was going to feel like crap once I ate. Mm. And it was something that has been plaguing me for a long time. And, and having the glucose monitor made me realize, holy crap, this is why the food that I was eating to break my fast was basically crushing mm. my system spiking my glucose to ungodly levels. And then my body was forced to dump all of this insulin into my system, which causes a whole hormonal cascade. Hello, this is what happens to my energy. And I, ha- and I have a suspicion that this is what happens to a lot of women. And we are just now realizing it because we never had technology before, such as CGS, you know, um, or continuous glucose, continuous glucose monitors to see the, mm-hmm. the immediate effect of our food on our body. Wow. Amazing. So that's crazy. Did you figure out how to like adjust like what you're eating? What did you end up choosing instead of the quote healthy 
snack? Yeah. So, you know, that's the fun part of, you know, I love, um, again, I'm a huge biohacker. So I was like, I've been doing experiments for like the last three weeks, you know? So, um, salads, absolutely. It's like nothing like, no, like not even a blip, mm. um, pro protein, uh, basically nothing like beef sticks, like little, like mm -hmm. just Slim Jimmy things, nothing. Um, and it seems like if I eat, uh, something super high in fat that has a good amount of protein, it can have some sugar in it and it barely registers. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I went back and started doing all the research. Um, I don't know if you've, you've heard of this book called why we get sick by mm -hmm. Benjamin Bickman. He actually talks about the fact that most sickness is derived from high insulin levels in the body. Wow. And I started, I went back and so I started looking at all of that. And it's like, the research is very clear. Humans can absolutely live on a high fat, high pro protein diet. And we don't even need carbohydrates at all. Like carbs are just like our comfy food wow. and vegetables really don't count as carbs technically because they, ca they cause almost no blood glucose response. Mm. But for some people they do, and that's where, you know, that's where the individuality, you know, comes in, I think. But I've, I've been doing lots of fun experiments. Oh, pistachios has replaced the cauliflower oh, uh, nice. pretzels. So the roasted, salted pistachios, pre-shelled. Yeah. Yeah. I can eat a handful of those um, because they're basically, f they're fat and protein. So mm -hmm. all it is, so. Yeah. 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 I remember for me, I was also very interested in, in what caused like blood sugar spikes or dips or whatever when I was uh, monitoring mine. And of course I didn't have a lot of freedom because I was trying to, you know, take care of baby and take care of myself. But I found that like, if I ate a significant amount of protein, like 15 grams of protein, maybe 20 grams, like I could eat almost anything with it and my body would be like, yeah, this is fine. You know, but exactly. if I would eat that by itself, then it would be something that would jump up. Also, I don't know if you have any research on it off the top of your head, but I, I also tried using apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've researched it at all or, or tried it. But um, if I drank like, a, I forget if it was like a tablespoon or what in a glass of water before I wanted to splurge um, and then I would do it every night with an egg, like that also helped control things. So if I knew yeah. we were going to breakfast at the pancake house, I'd be like, I'm going to drink some of this so that I can eat my pancakes and it won't. It I would still be higher than maybe I should have been slightly, but not like crazy high, you know? I know exactly what you're talking about. And that is one of the coolest hacks I think that I've learned in terms of controlling spikes. Um so to my dismay, and, and I'm not giving this up, <laughs> I do a baby spike every morning with my coffee because I love coffee mate, hazelnut coffee mate. Okay. Mm. I just, it's just my thing. I know great, that great coffee flavor. mate, I know, I just know. And I, it spikes me every morning and, you know, that's usually my one like bad thing of the day. Well, I learned that same hack that you have, <laughs> that if I do some apple cider vinegar before, it don't get the spike. So I was Very like, crazy. holy cow. Yeah. So there are things that you can do. And there's, there, like you said, there's a ton of literature 
um, about, you know, apple cider vinegar in general. Um, so it's very, you know, well observed in practice. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to test that stuff unless, um, you are accounting for all the different food variables and all the different, you know, interpersonal variability. But, um, personally, which is all I care about is, you know, understanding how my body works. That works for me too. Yeah. That's an awesome hack. I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) Yes. It's the benefit of having two biology nerds coming together. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I never had the gestational diabetes, um, but, um, a friend of mine did. And, uh, you know, it's hard because, uh, you're in a massive state of high progesterone your whole pregnancy, which, um, increases insulin and it's like a horrible vicious cycle and literally until the moment you give birth. So I hear you. Yeah. But then it gets better. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. That was like a whole almost podcast in itself, but there's more here. So I want to keep going. Um, Was there anything else on, on that topic? For you? Um, you know, I'm trying to think, um, I, there's lots of, you know, I, I, I firmly believe I'm going to make a prediction here that within the next five years, continuous glucose monitors will be available for everyone. And they will be a part of, you know, just good general health. Um, because the information that you can learn about your body is so profound. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now you have to have a doctor's prescription to get one, unless you're somebody like me who tends to um, get in on like beta testing of devices, which is um, which is how I I got mine. And mm-hmm. it's it's not so much the device that's being beta tested; it's the software that analyzes. Um, so basically it's keeping track of every single thing that I eat and, and gives me a score from, um, zero to 10 on how my body did with specific foods. So over the last three weeks, it's actually generated a list of good foods and bad foods mm-hmm. from my body, which is just priceless. You know, I, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, but I think that companies like this who are doing this and they're building these huge databases, it's it's, it's undeniable. The information that's learned is massively beneficial just to understanding health and it will become commonplace, you know, sooner than later. I I really do think so. Hey there, friend, and thank you for listening to part one of this interview with Jennifer Littlefleck. I love the way that she talks about all the ways that you can get to know your body, the different products that you can use. I think sometimes as moms, it can be hard to remember to listen to our bodies and to figure out what they need when we're so busy taking care of other people. So if you stay tuned, if you stick around for a few weeks, we are going to release the second half of that interview soon, and I know you're going to get as much out of it as I did. So for now, remember that you were made to be a mother and you are the best mom for your child.